Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Earlier this week I was chatting with a friend about a beautiful beach site. So I thought we would head there today. So we're going to go down and explore a beautiful marine outcrop, late Oligocene, in the Souk Formation at Muir Creek. So wherever you are in the world, fly with me to North America and then up to Canada to her far west coast. And then we'll do a little skip across a sliver of the Pacific to Vancouver Island and go south, south, south to the far southern tip where it joins and overlooks the Strait of Juan de Fuca. And we're gonna head to the town of Souk and then a little bit out to the outcrops at Muir Creek. The Souk Formation outcrops at several coastal localities along the southwest coast of Vancouver Island. So the one we're visiting today is the most well-known, and it's just to the west of Muir Creek where it flows into the Strait of Juan de Fuca. So the formation has wonderful marine fossils. They're relatively recent. And we see gastropods and bivalves, so snails and clams, spicula, talina, solen, uh, mitalis, so mussels. We see little barnacle plates, uh, balanus, um, some rare coral and echinoid sand dollars, um, some lovely mammal finds, and some fossil birds. So this site really has it all. And we've known about um, this particular site and the outcrops since the 1890s. So I didn't learn about them for many years later, a hundred years later, uh, when I went there on a field trip with the Vancouver Paleo Society. And I believe we were hosted by the Victoria Group, the Victoria um, Paleo Society. So it's a wonderful place to explore. And we see um, we see fossil assemblages here that we recognize. So the species you see here, you still see living in the Strait of Juan de Fuca today. So it's relatively recent and they're very recognizable. And we see um, a, a lovely intertidal and near shore community embedded in these rocks. So um, the subtitle moon snails and surf clams and all of the folks that you might expect um, living close to the water and in the Strait of Juan de Fuca today. As we walk along this beach exposure, we see abundant fossils, both in the cliffs and in the boulders on the beach. And locals discourage, as in most sites, collecting from the cliffs because they're dangerous and it's um, a way to do a lot of erosion in a short time. So we stick to the general beach area and we've checked and we're here at low tide wearing rubber boots. You don't need a lot of fancy equipment to collect here. It's um, really friable sand stone so it breaks apart easily. So we're looking for the yellow, brown, and creamy sandstones um, that we see exposed below the high tide level on the beach. Some folks have probably come before you and collected a little bit and the tide has come in to wash through the material. So often we let the tide do the heavy lifting and then you can just pick up the specimens. A lot of their lovely um, uh, shell materials intact. So a very crispy, creamy white um, shell embedded in that yellow-brown sandstone. So as well as the marine material, we um, sometimes find some plant material here. And this area as late Oligocene is sort of roughly 
20 to 25 million years old. So it's pretty young as things go. And this is a, an interesting time in our, our history of the world. So we're seeing um, lots of new grasses around the globe and we see some here embedded. Um, we also see the first elephants in trunks around the globe. So the Oligocene was a very interesting time in terms of what was happening on our planet. And it's, it's nice to be able to sort of capture a little snippet of what would have been um, a marine community living close to shore 20 to 25 million years ago. Back in 2015, a family was out strolling along the exposures here of the souk formation and they were looking for fossil mollusks, so little shells and gastropods, but they stumbled across some bones of a winged propelled flightless diving bird. So this would have been a little fellow who was about the size of a duck and looked much like a penguin in terms of body style and plan. And lucky for them, so they didn't know it was a bird bone at the time, but they took the find to the Royal BC Museum and it made its way into the hands of Gary Kaiser. I haven't seen Gary in a long, long time. And if you're listening, hello you. So Gary had worked as a biologist for Environment Canada and the Nature Conservatory of Canada. And then after retirement, he turned his eye from extant living birds to their fossil lineage um, and uh, found a, a rekindled passion in birds, but birds embedded in stone. And so he is now a research associate with the Royal BC Museum in Victoria and a published author and continues to do research on birds and their paleontological past. So Gary identified the well-preserved corticoid. So the corticoid is a little uh, bone in the shoulder of a bird, and it's the part that flexes up and down when the bird moves his wing up and down. So a rather good find because um, it's diagnostic and we can tell how the bird lived and made a living. So this would have been... Um, a bird that would have uh, lived in a similar style to a penguin, about the size of a duck, but um, made his living as a diving bird. So once Gary had a chance to prep those bones out a little bit further, he realized what he was holding in his hand was a coracoid bone in a first example from Canada of a Plotopteridae, so a, an extinct family that lived in the Pacific Northwest from the late Eocene to the early Miocene. And Gary's a good guy, so in honor of our First Nations communities, and particularly those who settled the Souk area, Gary named the new genus and species Stemmec suntocum. So this is a very special find. Avian fossils from the Souk formation are rare, but they're found. And we're especially lucky that the bird bones were fossilized at all. Um, usually they're eaten up by scavengers before they ever get the right conditions to fossilize. And then a family recognized them for what they are, that they were fossil bone, and then further took them to the RBCM. So we're, we're doubly lucky that all of those events happened and that it was a coracoid bone, so that wee bone from the shoulder that tells us how this bird moved and lived. So we know he's a water bird and I picture him waddling a bit like a duck, flapping his wings up and down, getting ready to hop to the edge of the ocean 
and dive into those waters and likely um, expertly porpoising. So jumping out of the sea and zigzagging through the ocean to avoid predators. So he probably did some, if not all of those things. And we can picture how he lived 20 to 25 million years ago. So Gary published on that find with um, Yunya Watanabe and Margie Johns. I haven't seen Margie in a long time as well. So if you're listening, hello you. Um, so they published in um, the 2015 edition of Paleontologica Electronica. And if you fancy a read, I'll put a link to that paper um, at the bottom of an article that I will post tomorrow on the Archaea blog. So you can take a boo. And if you are heading to um, Muir Creek, um, from the town of Souk, so just west of Victoria, you want to follow Highway 14 for about 14 kilometers, and just past the spot where the highway crosses Muir Creek, you'll see a gravel parking area on your left. So you'll pull in and park here. Um, years ago, you used to be able to camp here, but they've blocked it off, so you uh, can't get in there with um, your car proper, and, and they discourage camping. So, um, But there's still plenty of places to park. And from that little barrier, you walk out to the beach and turn right, and go until the low cliffs are reached. So just till you start seeing the fossil layers in those cliffs, don't collect from there. Um, about 400 meters, um, you'll see those low cliffs and you'll start looking along the beachfront. It's good to check the tide table. So also in the right-hand column of the Archaea blog, I put the local tide, tide tables. So you can click those and you wanna hit uh, the beach site at a low tide. And um, wear rubber boots. You'll want to bring a hat and sunscreen, um, a sturdy chisel, maybe a bit of lunch, and your camera because it is a gorgeous spot to collect and seals sometimes come up and sun themselves on the rock. So it's a really pretty setting. Um, it's appropriate for families. You can um, bring your kids if you have them because it's a, it's a safe place to collect. And if you do go, um, post me some photos because I'd love to see your trip. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye now.